did you see the Shopify like sphere thing in Vegas? Yeah, that was really cool. That was yeah. very, very cool. Because like I remember seeing the sphere thing, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago for the first time or something. And yeah. thinking like, oh, that's a cool advertising um medium. But mm-hmm. it didn't occur to me. It's like it's 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 perfect for the Black Friday globe. I mean, it's like it's amazing. The, yeah, it's like the best possible advertising medium ad fit that there could yeah. be, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I saw the sphere like a year ago when they were kind of constructing it and it like looked glitchy and it just looks weird. It looked oh, weird yeah. from the outside. And I assumed that it was really going to be like about the experiences inside, you know, they're doing concerts and movies right. and stuff like that, which is cool. But I never imagined that it would be like used for like a billboard, basically like a spherical billboard which is yeah it's been cool to see like what some brands have done to to use that space like you know like in a way that you you wouldn't do just like on a flat billboard and obviously with the the globe that i think that was like the best uh use case i've seen for it yet totally yeah no that was really cool i i had a tweet i was gonna tweet and i didn't tweet it where i was gonna say (laughs) that um (laughs) <laughs> for, for, no wonder for april for april fools they should do a flat earth version <laughs> i keep getting flat earth stuff in my tiktok it shows up in my tiktok and then like you'll sit there watching these things you know it'll be like this like detailed analysis of something and i'm like huh that's funny so and, weird. and the more you watch it, the more TikTok probably thinks you're interested and will suggest more. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's getting bad. It's getting really bad. Getting to the point where it's like, oh, maybe they have a point. Maybe I, I should know, look into dude. this flatter thing more. I, oh, man. I know. Oh, it's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, did you have a huge. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I was going to say, I actually had a layover in Vegas on that Monday. And I saw it, like, when we were landing, but it, it was so quick. And it, I was like, man, I, I I almost, like, left the airport to be like, I just need to get a picture with this thing. But mm-hmm. uh, but I was in the lounge enjoying myself. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, like, that's too much work to go through security. Yeah, totally. Totally. Did you have a huge job? Did your clients have a huge Black Friday? It was very Sorry. good. Yeah, I think it really like reflected, you know, what Shopify was saying in general, where sales were up. I think people are a little more optimistic this year. I think last year they were still kind of scared from the merchant side and the consumer side where it's like, oh, are we going to go into a recession? You know, is the economy kind of going to fall off a cliff? But I, I feel like most people feel like, okay, we've survived this long with high interest rates. I guess like nothing totally broke, you know, a couple banks failed, but no one cares about those banks. You know, JP Morgan didn't fail. It's all good. Yeah, totally, dude. I keep, I keep seeing people talking about layoffs and a couple people I know that, that got laid off and just like, oop. But it's, Hopefully. it seems like soft and a little more like rolling layoffs. It's, it's less of like the whole industry is doing it at once. So, I mean, Unemployment is still super low, so I feel like I feel like people are still able to like get new jobs. It's just, I mean, even Shopify had you know pretty significant layoffs earlier this year. I think at least two rounds of them, um, and I think that was more kind of like I was gonna say like trimming the fat, but that, that's kind of like disrespectful to the the people that got laid off. Um, yes. But just cut like I think a lot of companies grew in anticipation of continued growth like the covid boom especially in e-commerce and then when it kind of returned to the the norm they were like okay like we need to reset everything basically but in general i i mean the i think e-commerce has kind of reset itself and it's growing again it's just people have so i was talking to someone and they said like basically we tell everyone to try to create like a a trend line and ignore the COVID years, just slice 
right to that because you can't base any of your projections off of that basically an anom anomaly. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I saw a ch I saw a cool chart that showed that the e-commerce didn't return to the any any it didn't like come back down. It just kept going up after COVID. It's like it had a definitely like a like a hump, and then it went back to normal, and then it's just keep going. I mean, people yeah. people still like to shop online. Yeah, I bought this um this thing. It's called a uh, Bullen 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 ball. Bullen ball. Um, it's it's it it's like it attaches to your head. I haven't gotten it yet, mm -hmm. or else I obviously would live demo it to <laughs> to break another meeting rule. <laughs> That's great. But it like it like attaches to your head from a bouncy string from a, like an elastic string, uh -huh. and then you like punch it, and you, and it it tracks how many times you've punched yeah. it so that you can you can keep score or whatever, and so it's like a it's like a coordination. You know, reflex. That's cool. Accuracy. I think I've seen yeah. Instagram ads for that thing. Seems okay. Yeah. It was weird because when my my wife saw it and showed it to me, and there's all these like UFC fighters that were um, promoting it. I was like, how did I not see this? Because yeah. that's like all that I follow. The only thing I follow is UFC. But there was a bunch of the main um, main uh, UFC fighters that were demoing it and it was pretty mm -hmm. cool because i was trying i'm trying to improve my reactions uh time and hand-eye coordination for pickleball <laughs> so i figured that would be a good it's all about pickleball <laughs> it's all it's all about pickleball. and there's also this thing that was and it was it's like 20 bucks but there's this other thing that uh, there's these lights that um light up and it it's good. they're called blaze pods mm -hmm. and uh it's like but it's like 250 bucks mm -hmm. for four of them and for six of them, it's like 350 bucks. And they just, they light up. So you can arrange them in different ways and they show them how you use them for different sports. For like soccer, you can do it with your feet or you can. So I was, I wanted to get that. I was like, nah, that's kind of a waste of money. Seems like a didn't pull the Jedi mind trick training, you know, like preparing for a, a pod, pod, what is it? Pod racer? Your reflexes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Totally. I got, I got the, I speaking this. of like uh, purchases, I got these Ray-Ban uh, Wayfarers, which have like the, uh, the camera on them. Oh, damn. And they're also, That's they're cool. transitions. Like I, I don't need glasses, but they turn into sunglasses. Let me see if I can take a picture. So it like flashes when you like take a picture or you can take a video. I think it. Dude. Continues to record. Now, live demos, you know, it always feels it's flashing like red in my right. eye. There we go. Now it's recording the video. Um That's crazy. It's it's been kind of cool. Like if if you want to like take a video or a picture and kind of stay in the moment, you know, if you you feel oh. a little uncomfortable about like whipping out your phone. Uh yeah. And then the the crazy thing is, and I didn't realize it is they have uh, like bone conducting speakers right here, which that oh, you can use it as just basically AirPods, and no one knows that you're listening to anything. That you, it doesn't look like you're listening to anything. Um, you can and you can it has a microphone, so you can use it for phone calls and like look like a totally crazy person, where it's just like you're talking to the air. <laughs> And people are like, he doesn't even have like AirPods on, you know, like he's just talking to himself. <laughs> Those kind of. And is it good? Is the the, the quality? Good? Uh, the the audio quality is great. Um, the video quality is pretty good. I think it's either twelve or twenty four megapixels, but it's like uh -huh. it's like passable. Uh, the older versions of this, I think, only had like three or four megapixel camera, and that was the main complaint. But. So bad. But the audio quality is good. It's very cool. That's kind yeah. Of I didn't even really get it for that. I mean, I, I got it because it was like a gadget. But uh, now that's that's yeah. my favorite thing to do. Just if, if, I'm, if I'm like even going to the, a bar and like having a drink alone, I'm like, I want to listen to a podcast, but like not look look like a loser listening to a podcast. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's cool. 
That's really yeah. cool. Dude, so what's the deal with this uh, performance app scam deal? Because oh, I looked at the tweet. Yes. I um, briefly looked so at it. So there's been kind of a trend like... over the past maybe year because Shopify introduced a little like lighthouse score thing in the Shopify theme editor. So you, you would go to mm-hmm. like online store, you see the art, all your themes, and then Shopify tells mm-hmm. you your lighthouse score. And so suddenly mm-hmm. merchants were like, and I I think Shopify was emailing them sometimes too, of like, oh, your your theme is only scoring 10 out of 100. Like, obviously, everyone feels like performance equals more money, conversion rate, and everything. So mm. that got a lot of people kind of like tuned in to what Lighthouse is, which is Google's, Google's like dev tools, of like a quick way to test websites. Um, yeah. And so on the backs of that, couple apps and just tools came into the ecosystem improving those lighthouse scores but Mm -hmm. what uh, a couple of agencies have realized is that um the way they're improving it it, a, a lot of different ways but a lot of kind of shady ways where of one they were detecting whenever you would run a lighthouse test so like Mm-hmm. Light, Lighthouse puts it in the user agent. So mm-hmm. suddenly their tool would change things on the website just for the test. <laughs> uh, so like okay, kind of the VW emission scandal kind of thing of like it detects when it's being de- tested so it gives better results, but then that defeats the whole purpose. Um, right, right. So uh, that that was a big thing. And then, um, then I think... A couple of them would like strip out scripts and that kind of thing, but again, mostly just for the the test and uh-huh. and the like Googlebot. And so there were some claims around like, oh, Google thinks that your site's faster because we're detecting when it's crawling the site, and then it's you know mm-hmm. it, it's been able to crawl it faster. Um, but the thing mm-hmm. is, like Google. Uh, recently changed to their core web vitals way of like measuring speed. Ah. Are you familiar with core mm-hmm. web vitals? And so part of that is they actually just take it like a 28 day average of real world, like user data of, you know, how, mm-hmm. how fast the page loaded, if things shift around all those metrics. And so mm-hmm. the reality is that if you improve this like one time lighthouse score or even how fast the site looks to the Google bot, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't change like your SEO rankings. Like it, it's not going to, it's mm-hmm. not going to make your core, your true core web vitals go up. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, on the one hand, it's like, it's faking out the test. And on the other hand, Google actually says that that can be considered what's called cloaking, um, which is mm-hmm. intentionally trying to fake out Google. And if mm-hmm. Google detects that you're trying to do any funny business like that, then they can penalize mm-hmm. you. So, mm-hmm. so all these apps are claiming to make your site faster and better. And in reality, they you're actually at a pretty big risk to be slower and penalized for it. Um, and there, the, these apps like, there's two I know of off the top of my head. I think one's called Fudge and another one's called Nostra. Um, they uh, they've been claiming this for for a while, um, but like basically they they're very expensive, like three hundred, six hundred dollars a month. It's not like this little like twenty dollar app that you install. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, a couple agencies have kind of been doing some some more detailed dig- digging. I think um, there's some there might be like a blog post published later today or tomorrow with some more information about Nostra specifically. Um, oh, okay. But it's definitely something to k- kind of keep your eye on. Um, yeah. Gotcha. That's funny. So it's, it's the apps or the themes or both that are doing this. It's the apps. So the themes are being measured by Shopify. Actually, Shopify announced that they're switching to like publishing your real core web vitals score instead of your lighthouse score. Um, 
but basically they were being measured kind of like the lazy way before and that made everyone Mm -hmm. think that their themes were slow and then these apps came in to say or we're going to speed up your theme we're going to speed up your whole site um use using our fancy you know secret sauce technology gotcha and the thing is like when a merchant tests it like just in the browser clicks like google lighthouse score it does increase that Mm -hmm. that's because it's detecting oh you're testing me and i'm gonna like turn off a bunch of stuff right so like a lot of merchants have been like oh man it's amazing like it's improved my lighthouse score i was like 10 i was poor and now i'm 99 and and it's also kind of a little too good to be true um because like developers know how hard it is to like really get good scores and those, those kind of things and so the reality is yeah like, it's just, it's not it's not going to be like a turnkey solution to suddenly get you a 200 yeah gotcha that's funny yeah well, so people people should be on the lookout yeah and i saw jake casto had had tweeted about that he's a good dude he's, i've been ch- chatting with him yeah yeah he's been kind of leading the charge and in, uh, looking into a lot of these things i think jake and lucas uh What's his name? Lucas. I gotta follow that. Tanusiak, something. Yeah. So. Yeah, I gotta follow that. He's from the Nice Agency, and Jake is from the Proton Agency. That was some nice, nice uh, cyber sleuthing by them. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, Yeah. That's cool. Um, I was man. I was uh, speaking of apps. I was. um, I wish there was like a list or a newsletter or something like of um like interesting apps kind of mm-hmm. thing because like um well i mean we have like my company has a new weekly newsletter oh. but it's it's just sort of a huge list of like all the all the new apps so it's like <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of overkill but um so like yeah on, on one extreme you have that and then the other extreme you have like you know, the like seven apps that everybody talks about all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like some something in the middle, yeah. like where you can see, you know what I mean? Like one interesting app per week or something like that. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll run into one and I'll be like, oh, that's a cool app. Like I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see something like that. Yeah. You know? Like maybe almost a product hunt specifically Shopify apps but the problem with product hunt is it's a a little overwhelming but whenever I do visit it I'm like oh my gosh there's so many cool things and especially with all the AI stuff now it's like so many things to try yeah yeah I I haven't looked at product hunt too much because I I, I get overwhelmed it's like too much yeah um I, I bet they have a Shopify apps I think about it. Probably. They probably have a Shopify. Maybe that's the place to go for this. The best Shopify apps in 2023. Uh, I don't know know if I buy this list. They should have like a tagging or like more of a categorization. Because if you search. I saw one today. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, if you search for Shopify, it just like comes up with Shopify and product hunt. It's like. Gotcha. Funny. Yeah, I saw one today that does um, auto collection uh, mm-hmm. suggestions based on your catalog, which was something I had played around with a little bit with GPT, but I didn't really get great results. Mm-hmm. But this one dude, um, I think his name is Cam. I think his name is Cameron. Um, did one. I think it's called Instant Collections or something like that. And it looks pretty good. Um. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah, Cameron Smith. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, it's it's be cool to see a list of apps. Mm-hmm. We can get that. <laughs> we should probably do an app of the week. Ooh, type of thing. yeah. Or an app app of the every seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> every seven weeks, yeah. That's our cadence. <laughs> it was the holidays, you know. 
<laughs> no, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you weren't posting on Twitter, so it was like, what do we talk about? I wasn't posting on Twitter. Like, what do we talk about? I don't know. What do we what do? We do? What do we even do? Are you moving around? There's like um, some some weird noises. Are you fidgeting? Oh, uh, I I didn't think. Okay, I was. maybe the desk was shaking or something. It was like a boom, boom, boom. Oh, is it? I don't know. It's 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 okay now. It's better. Yeah. Dang it. No, it's okay. All right. Sorry about that. It, it didn't bother me. It just, you know, the recording. <laughs> For the, okay. the listeners, the, the viewers. I'll check, I'll check that out. Um, yeah. It, it would be cool to do a, a app of the week. Would you, maybe both of us should present an app of, like, our favorite app of the week. Yes. And talk about it. Yes. We should plan on that. Okay. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> um, this, um, uh, <laughs> this, this other, this other idea I saw somebody post about, which could become an app of the yeah. week. If somebody built it. So oh, I, I was going to ask you if you've seen this before. Yeah. So mm. I was going to ask you if you've seen this kind of thing before, because I saw somebody ask about this in the partner Slack and uh, where the idea was to have a, a post-purchase um, flow to to uh, let somebody upgrade from a regular order to a subscription, so they buy an or they they buy something, and then in the, in the thank you screen, yeah. uh, instead of like an upsell to another product, you say, oh, "Hey, would you want to turn this into a subscription kind of deal?" Um, have you ever seen that before, or had anybody asked for I that? I haven't. I think. I mean, that's a good idea. I, I'm curious. It's a good idea, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Do, do it. Uh, I mean, no, I feel like something like Rebuy should have it. And they're pretty integrated with Recharge. Um, mm. To look into that. It, if it's not already ex- in existence, it might be like an API limitation. Because um, with, you know, rec- like a single click order, uh, it's just a normal transaction. And then you do a subscription, it's like a tokenization that they are charging you over and over so i'm curious i'm curious if that like it's a different kind of like payment and so they wouldn't be able to flip it that way but um i know you could do the other way around if you have like a subscription order you can add like one-time things yeah Uh, yeah that would make sense actually because it feels like this type of thing would exist if there wasn't some uh, limitation and the, and the other potential limitation would be that you'd have to like discount the um original order probably yeah um or something like that uh which i don't know if that's not sure if that's possible mm-hmm. it's it's interesting like just the whole um surface area of shopify the api the product the product suite mm-hmm. the different product suites like how like nobody knows everything about everything, yeah. you know, there's just like, there's like, like, like another thing I asked about recently was, um, some, some kind of a way to troubleshoot, like some kind of a way to have a log of all API activity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then like several people were like, Oh no, you can't do that. And then this one guy replied and there's like this audit, uh, there's like this, um, API audit, uh, what's it called? You can audit API events. Um, it's actually a webhook that you subscribe to, and it's like plus only. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I knew this thing had to exist, mm-hmm. and like nobody knew about it except for this one dude. And then I was like, okay, cool. You know, it like <laughs> resolved that for me. But it's just it's interesting how because it's not like with an open source thing where like you know if you say can you do this, the answer is yes. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the answer is, is there some hard limitation of the API around that? And then just, there's, there's just a million things that could exist or not exist that's, you know, in a change log. Somewhere. That's an interesting kind of paradigm shift you know, coming from open source projects and things like Magento, where you, you're used to saying to the client, like, if they want something, like, oh, yeah, we can do it. It's just a matter of like, how, how much are you willing to pay? How many mm-hmm. hours? Um, but with like software as a service, something like a Shopify, you have to really check yourself of like, is this even possible? Like, 
Um, and I think that was the issue too, you know, a couple years ago in Shopify is a lot of things weren't possible and a lot of merchants were not as happy. And some of them like turned to headless to make things like more possible that the normal platform didn't allow for. But I, I think in the past couple of years, they, they've opened up the platform so much more and they've added so many more features. I feel like we're having to say like, no, we can't do this on Shopify, like less and less. Um, and that's, that's been mm -hmm. exciting of, of being able to kind of mm -hmm. create those custom experiences um, on Shopify, but not having to go mm -hmm. through the, the bulk of like a big Magento project. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking it would be interesting to have like a contest to see who knows the most about Shopify <laughs> because there's like, okay. there's some between like AP, different API endpoints, GraphQL stuff yeah. versus rest. And there's like all the different product suites. Like I, I learned about um, Shopify balance the other mm -hmm. day for the first time, which is their bank account. They give you a bank. You can get your own bank yeah. account. Like, uh, I thought it'd be cool if there was a contest <laughs> to see like like who knows the most. Maybe we should, you know is that crazy? maybe we should host it. You know, like pick a couple of random Shopify, not de well, like developers or some people from the community. Yeah, and you, you know prepare like a quiz, like a trivia quiz, but you they have to answer it like oh, yeah. on on here because otherwise like you can just Google it. Yeah, and, and they have to do have their hands in the air. So they're not like right. secretly <laughs> right, and no magic glasses on or yeah, anything like that. Exactly. <laughs> like, like uh, I was looking into this inventory. My inventory was was resetting on me, and that was what was making me think, like, okay, let me just see a log of all the inbound API stuff, and, and you couldn't do that. But there's an um, there's an inventory adjustment history mm. right right in the right in the back end. And then like Gil, uh, I posted that and then uh, Gil Greenberg replied and he said he didn't even know about that. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but obviously he's focused on, you know, his, uh, his side of the yeah. universe, which is checkout stuff. Yeah. Um, shout out to checkout blocks. That website, dude, that they, that, that he launched for checkout blocks. is just absolutely oh, yeah. good. Did you see, did you see it? It's just, it's too yeah. bad. It hurts. And it's, it's really cool too. I mean, so the new Shopify checkout, you can't like customize it the way that you used to, but it's, it, it basically requires an app like checkout blocks. And there's a couple other similar ones to reintegrate the customizations that you had in the checkout, but now it's done mm -hmm. cleaner and smoother. And it's, it's, it was, it was, it's been a transition and some of our clients or a lot of our clients mm -hmm. were still on the old checkout cause it's, it's a big switch, mm. but I think once they like mm. fully release the features that they plan for it, it'll be, it'll be a nice way to be able to customize the checkout safely. Yeah. There's still a lot of people running in wanting to use the scripts, the, <laughs> the, the custom scripts and checkout. And then that's, what's getting phased out. Right? Yep. Yeah. And the checkout yeah. dot liquid. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, a funny thing, the contest that you mentioned, uh, Shopify has some new certifications. I think they have two, like a like a general Shopify like merchant solutions certification and a developer one. Um, okay. And the funny thing is they're proctored. So John on, on our team did the certification, but like when you go to take mm -hmm. the test, you have to get on camera, and someone's like watching you in the webcam, and like they're watching your nice. screen to make sure you're not googling the answers. It's like. I was like, wow, this is like, I mean, I, did you do did, do any of the Magento certifications? They, they were the same way, actually. Yeah. They were, they were hard. Like, it's, it's a Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was pretty nervous at the time, I remember. I just did, I just did the one certification, but um, yeah, that's cool. Maybe I should check those out. Yeah. At least you can be proctored but, uh, on, on your computer now. I remember I had to go some, to some shady strip mall uh, to, like, go into a corner to take my Magento certification. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just do it. You just do it from mm -hmm. home. Yeah. Oh, just okay. have to have your webcam That's on. Fun. And I think they use some sort of software that like you share your screen so that you're not Googling the answers. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. 
That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, dude, so many things, so many things <laughs> in the Shopify world to know. Oh, another one, another one I ran into recently was um, somebody was asking about having um, uh, order, you know, order numbers or serial, you know, they're, they're you know, the standard order numbers. So, so somebody can see, so a competitor can see how many orders you're getting, right? And they wanted it to be like a randomized number. So I was trying to figure out if that was possible. Have you ever had anybody ask you to do about that? Not a randomized, like a, but you can change like the formatting and like when it starts. I feel like randomized right. would be a little inconvenient, but you could like randomly insert and like increase that number by like a thousand or something. Uh, some some predictable way for you as a merchant, but like if from the outside, you're like, oh my gosh, they're doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that was that was one direction I was trying to figure out is if over the API is if you could change the um the the prefix or the starting number. Mm -hmm. You can change the prefix, the suffix, and the starting number or something like yeah. that. But you can't you can't change those over the API. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, but there is the, the order confirmation number, which is, uh, which is a randomized alphanumeric, which they actually use that. I think they generate that before the order is created. I think that's the reason mm -hmm. for it. It's like a hash that's generated before the order is created or something, and then it can map to it. But I was thinking you, I think you could replace the order number with the order confirmation number everywhere. Okay. But I don't know exactly, like if you could change it in all the confirmation emails and stuff like that. But that was, that was just some random. Yeah, thing. I'm gonna win this contest, Mark. Okay. I'm gonna win this damn contest. Okay, so you're gonna enter. Uh, so maybe I have to write the questions, and it's Kalen versus Blink Lob and <laughs> Lucas and Jake. Hell and, yeah, taking and, Blink Lob down. Gil. Yeah, taking him down. <laughs> Um, I'm going to ask you about all the web, no, but, web hooks. It's like, <laughs> what does the ID variable start but, with in this web hook? <laughs> yeah. But, but, but actually, like, then the theming side of things is a whole other side yeah. of things that I'd never deal with. You okay. Know? So that's arguably a much bigger, a, a much more important piece of the puzzle. So do we have to, like, narrow it down for you just, like, to. Uh, to, so you can be better. Like, do I have to give you the answers before so you can sound smarter? Wow, <laughs> I might need a little help because I think the contest. I don't. We don't. I don't want it segmented, front end, back end, blah blah. Store admin yeah. versus dev. None of that. I want to know who is the one person that knows the most. Period. Yeah. That's all I care about. Interesting. You so know? then I. That's what we need you to make. Know. You have to make it broad. It's, it's kind of like trivia. There can be different like topic, but you have to know a little trivia in, in every bucket. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to do. Here's another one. Here's another one. Storefront cash clearing. I didn't even, I didn't realize, I didn't realize initially that there was a storefront cash. And I was like, okay, well, obviously there's a storefront cash. Mm. But um, have you ever run into issues where something was being cached on the front end and it was like I saw a, a thing on the forums where they had, um, I think they had flash sales or something like that. And they had products that were uh, going to be pre-order mm -hmm. or not depending on a, a liquid variable date, which is I guess the store date yeah. or something like that and they were running into issues because the pages pages are being cached and there's no way to programmatically clear the cache it clears if you save the product in the in the admin manually but there's no way other than that to clear the cache that's interesting um i've yeah. seen that fair like sometimes but it's very very in infrequent um you know, ironically, okay. the the uh, when I normally see it is is when uh, merchants are using some of these weird apps like Nostra. It's actually it's been a problem for <laughs> merchants 
where they they have a, like a separate cache and then you have to like clear Cloudflare or something oh, okay. like that. Um, gotcha. But I, the Shopify ca- like front-end cache, it actually, I think, kind of clears out too much. Like everything clears it out. It's like one inventory change. Yeah. Like it, it, if someone orders something and it, you know, it, the inventory changes once and then like they clear the whole product cache, mm. the whole collection cache. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, maybe in that situation they were using some sort of uh, external front-end caching and that that mm. was the the thing that was keeping it in cache. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking if it was that type of thing, you could just write some JavaScript to check the date. Mm-hmm. And then uh, enable the button or something like yeah, that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's pretty infrequent when those kind of things come up, because because yeah, I, I wish they would keep pages in cache more or have like a cache warmer. Um, but at least they've gotten pretty good about like the overall performance is pretty good. Just even like uncached pages. Shopify. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I was thinking like, oh, well, they're like, well, how could there not be an API method to clear the cache? And then I'm thinking, well, dude, they're managing like all these stores at scale, you know, and you don't you don't want that. You want to have control of the cache, you know, if you're Shopify, you don't want people busting the cache left and right whenever they want to, because then, you know, they write a crunch. (laughs) Somebody's writing cron jobs to. (laughs) clear the cash every every minute yeah. you know i i used to i had a cron job on on one client site because uh because their their collections page was so slow because they had like a million products and a million variants and sometimes the collection pages would take like 30 seconds to load so i created a cron job to like hit those pages like once a minute to try to like keep them in some sort of cash um to warm the cache, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of worked, but nice. I think uh, their cache is, like, distributed because of Cloudflare. So it would really only warm it in, like, one region, and it, it, it wouldn't really warm it for everyone. So it's like, yeah. We en- ended up having to, like, rewrite that site so that it didn't use Liquid at all for the variants. It, like, queried the API, and then we cached the API manually in cloudflare that that was that was an interesting it's so crazy all the different like things people do to to you know what i mean <laughs> to get to get some something working yeah. like there's this guy in the forums that sells like rugs like one of a kind rugs mm-hmm. and he wants to you purchase something from a collection uh like a white mm-hmm. rug and then um and then what he wants to do is grab a, a another skew there's because each one's one of kind so there's going to be 300 there's going to be like i don't know however many white rugs in the collection and then just pick one of those particular skews and add that to the to the order or something and i'm just like wait i'm like wait why why <laughs> you know <laughs> there's so many there's so many crazy configurations for some yeah. one reason or another it made sense to do it you know there's so many edge cases and i i feel like developers are, yeah. are getting better at like you i wouldn't say like exploiting shopify but like just using shopify regardless of what the requirements are and you know finding workarounds um mm-hmm. one of our clients sells like print on demand wall murals um and they were on magento mm-hmm. forever um and the the print on demand thing works where they have this like um connection to the adobe's api so if you search on their site it actually uses adobe's like stock photo api and then mm-hmm. when, when you click on the product it's still like actually not a product in shopify it's only once you click add to cart that we had to create like an api connection where in the back end or in the api it creates the product in shopify really quickly and then adds it to your cart, and then, and, this, and then crazy. it's a real product. And it's like, you know, it, it wasn't it, it, that kind of thing. Like, wouldn't be possible without a lot of development, but it is possible with APIs. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 
I think it's cool. I think it's cool all the different um it almost it almost enable like you would think maybe there's less creativity in a closed SaaS platform versus open source, but in a way there's almost more creativity. Yeah. Like with how you do things. Boundaries and kind of guardrails actually I think force you to be more creative. Sometimes when you have just like a totally yeah. open field of you can do everything. It's like, it's a little paralyzing. So once you know, like, all right, these are the rules that I have to play by and you f figure mm -hmm. out ways mm -hmm. to work in within those rules. Yeah. 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 Something like that. <laughs> so wait, so was this, was this a, a front end JavaScript call that was listening to the ad to the cart and then mm -hmm. hitting an API call to create the product? And yeah. Then... Yeah. And we had to create some like middleware where, you know, obviously you can't directly right. access the ad admin API from the front end. So in the background, it it does some call to another server and this server creates yeah. it in Shopify. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Could he use Mesa for that? Uh, maybe. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Um, this podcast is brought to you yeah. by... Um, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Um, dude, so this other thing that absolutely drives me crazy is <laughs> the get orders rest call. I can look at GraphQL because I'm assuming GraphQL might have a more sane way of doing mm -hmm. this. But when you grab orders, if you don't pass status equals any, it only gets you open orders. Really? It's interesting. It's like yeah, a default. Which, which like... Mm -hmm. That's the it's default, weird. which like part of me understands like, okay, I get it. They're open. So you only want the open orders. But you want a closed order. Just give me the open right. orders. But like, you know, I was, I was doing a workflow that they wanted to um, uh, grab the orders the customer had made. And then if they've spent some total amount or something mm -hmm. like that, then do something based on that. So I'm building the workflow, grab the customer, grab their orders, da, da, da. And then it was like not returning me all the orders. Oh, actually, I do know how GraphQL does it because GraphQL did get, because I, I was like, okay, the REST API is broken. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not, because it was like randomly, sometimes it was empty. Sometimes the order list was uh -huh. empty. Sometimes it had two orders instead of 18. I was like, what the yeah. hell? So then I rebuilt it in GraphQL. I was like, okay, this is working. And then, um, and then I realized it was the status equals anything. And it's just like, uh, it's... It, it's to me that's a that's a crazy that's a crazy default you're really you're really getting into the weeds with shopify development now i mean i'm getting into the weeds yeah. man I, I i'm getting in dude yeah it's taking me some time but it's, yeah it's it's kind of cool because I, I feel like i don't i feel like if i'm not in the weeds then i don't um i can't like make sense of it, yeah, thing, yeah you know like I have to be, you know, like, like I was, uh, I try to do like one workflow every day kind of a thing and, um, uh, do a blog post for it and stuff and a video. And, uh, and, and then at one point I was like, ah, these aren't like, I don't like, I'm not getting any views on these damn videos. So it's like, I should, I'll just, I should just do something yeah. else. So then I was like spending my time differently. But then I realized like, no, I, I have to do this because it helps me like, you know, I have to, I got to get into the weeds. So I think that's working out for there me. There is so much now though, like to the point of the, the trivia quiz, it's, it's, it's a little overwhelming. Like you, it, it is like yeah. a, I don't know, you can't so, so much be like a full stack developer anymore in Shopify because uh, if you want to do app stuff, then like it's more like React and, you know, there's special SDKs for app stuff. If you want to do theme stuff, it's, liquid um so it's really hard to be like a master of, of everything so you really kind of yeah. now have to specialize in are you a front-end shopify developer or a back-end slash app developer yeah i guess i think so. you're more back-end right now yeah well yeah pretty much all pretty much all back-end um but and even then i mean there's like there's so much in the api yeah it's, like, it's crazy I think, I think um, partners 
like like Mesa, you tend to work more on the back end side, and agencies are very much on the front end. Because like a lot of what、right. we do to change our client's site is making modifications to the theme.、Um, the the、yeah. theme isn't just like a template theme. It's 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 kind of the the engine on the front end that runs the whole website. So especially before、mm-hmm. there's more API stuff, API access, the theme was basically all you、mm-hmm. had control of. Is you you did everything、mm-hmm. in the theme. Yeah, and then sometimes I'll see people posting about like they'll say, "Well, this is something you you can do in the theme, and you don't need to do an app." For yeah, I can't think of a good example, but、um, and then from my perspective, it's like, well, I, that's not my world at all. If you can do the theme, it's, it's、yeah. like it's, it's like, but I can totally see how you'd want to do as much as possible in the、yep. theme, you know.、Um, so then that, that that's like a totally different frame on 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 how how you're approaching a problem, how you're trying to solve any given problem. The- The problem, though, is if you do too much in the theme, whenever you like redesign your site or you know switch theme, then you lose a lot of that logic. So there is, there is, I don't know, definitely pros and cons to what you do theme versus an app.、Um, and at least theme、mm-hmm. is kind of like a one-time change. You don't have to pay an app for things. So. Yes. There, there is that choice of like, oh, I'm just inserting a homepage banner or just a sale banner on every product. It's like, okay, like maybe, maybe let's just do that. Yeah.、Theme. We, I'm sure there's apps for that, but I don't.、I'm、yeah.、Sure、that justifies it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did this one thing where somebody wanted to show、um, a list of reviews. They wanted like a like a like a little screen to put in their warehouse to show reviews to the warehouse、yeah. team. Um, to see those, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I could whip this together, and we have like a、uh, a thing that grabs the、uh, grab the reviews and then display them in a in a web request." And then I did that. I sent it over, and I was like, "Cool! They liked it. They were using it." And then I was like, "I was like, wait a second!" And because the、um, the, the the API call to get the reviews was actually just a、um, a public API because most of the reviews apps. Um, the the reviews data is mostly public,、yeah. uh, public APIs,、um, and so then I was like, af- after all that, setting all that up, I was like, shit, they could take this code, and and、um, and just drop it onto a theme page. That I, that would be, that would really be the better way to do it. <laughs> a little bit of JavaScript that grabs the reviews, picks one, and displays、yeah. it. Like I was like, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to do this. I mean, it's not. It's better to do the theme. You're not paying a monthly app, and and I told them. I actually told them. I was like, "Hey, you can probably just do this in your theme page." They but they didn't end up like, like caring. Yeah. And then we and then we're we're trying to find some other workflows to do for sure. that. Sure. Yeah. And 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 that's another thing that happens is that like there's a million ways to do any given thing. Like as a merchant, I think it's like they have so many different options.、Yeah. And they find one, whatever reason it works, and then they do it. It's like cool. Like, yeah, they could save a few bucks by doing it this way, but they're not going to really spend the time to think about that. They're just like they have something, they have an option that works. You know.、And、sometimes you want to customize it、um, anyway for each merchant, so it's like, well, might as well just do it custom per merchant as opposed to. Like like so, sometimes we have thoughts of like oh maybe we should turn these things into an app you know, as an agency, but then we're like well yeah I we could but it's it's still going to be kind of like a case by case scenario so why would we go through the hassle of like the app store might as well you know code it custom and sometimes we can、yeah. use the code like multiple times on multiple clients.、Um, But it doesn't、yeah. get quite to the level of like, oh, maybe let's publish an app in the app store. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's the constant temptation for agencies <laughs> is to build an app. It doesn't usually work out so well. Have you? Have you?、Um, oh, sorry, sorry. No, it's a good guy. It seems like so much work, like the approval process,、yeah. and the maintenance process, and like support process. I mean, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of crazies out there. <laughs> it's a lot of crazy. 
sometimes I'll be looking at uh, as I'll go through support tickets to um, to find like use cases for demos oh, nice. and stuff. And sometimes I'll see a a, a support ticket and I'll just go. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> just, I'm glad I'm not like, on the support team. <laughs> it's just like wow. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But yeah. Um and they're like, uh, I pay you ten dollars a month. Yeah, I demand yeah. an answer. <laughs> yeah. We did so we did this thing with our pricing. So on the low end it's like thirty bucks a month, and then the middle tier is like ninety a month. And the way we did it is what we introduced is that like there's a maximum of like five workflow steps or four or something like that in the in the lowest tier and then there's also based on number of automation runs and stuff like that but and i and i think the idea behind that was to sort of as a proxy for complexity and support level and stuff like that but it it's kind of and and every app developer has to make these decisions of how to bucket their pricing and stuff like that but it's kind of killing me because you know, most of the workflows I build are more than like five steps. And so then somebody wants to use them. It's like automatically you're like 96 bucks a month. It's like, yeah. you want to have, you want to have something which does, does weed out this, you know, the, the, the crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's a, it's a mark. Do you have any kind of like trial that has like, you can do unlimited steps so that you get like a taste of it. And then you're like, Ooh, yeah. yeah yeah there's a trial 14 days or something yeah might even be yeah yeah so that's always that's always interesting yeah. um okay how uh how can we get this is my next my next uh, rant how how can we get merchants to care about their bad meta descriptions <laughs> because every single one because this is one of my AI use cases mm-hmm. is you is you rewrite the meta description with AI. You do a pretty decent job mm-hmm. of it um, because you can feed in the product data and stuff, generate a nice little um, 170 character meta description. But uh, every site that I look at, you know, the meta description like is too long or, you know, well, too long mostly because they'll just throw the whole description or they'll take the d- d- product description and truncate it. Right. Um, so, but I've tried to reach out to a few people, but don't, nobody does, cares. I guess they just have too many. I mean, does, uh, does Google care about meta descriptions any, anymore? Do they use it? I believe they okay. do. I believe so, they do. I looked because I looked so that it's, up. It's still important. <laughs> I looked that up. I should know that. Yeah, it's still, it's still, John's going to, it's still, John's going to like listen to the podcast and be like, idiot, like you didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, meta, does Google still, are met, are meta descriptions, a Google, Google does not use the meta description as a search ranking signal. What? So I don't think they use it for rankings, but they might use it from like, for like summaries and other reasons. So like, don't stuff your meta descriptions with like keywords. It's not gonna like make you rank right. higher. Um, right. And a lot of the time, they do auto-generate a snippet based on other content on the page, yep. as far as the the snippet that shows up. This is so weird because I swear, I swear, the last time I googled this, it was like the top three results all said like, yes, Google still cares. Mm-hmm. And now as I'm searching it, it's like uh, all the results are saying Google doesn't care about the meta description anymore. I think the nuance so, is like they just don't use it in the ranking. But in yeah, the rankings. Sometimes okay. they use it in the results or sometimes they ignore it. Like I think they have a signal of like whether it's a good descript- description or not. And if their AI doesn't feel like it's a good description, they just ignore it and they pick up something else in the page. Gotcha. Gotcha. So your use case, I are, think, you, are you trying yeah. to generate better descriptions for the meta description or some, do something? Absolutely. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we could do we could do a much yeah. better meta meta because like most of the time, if you just drop the product description in there, it's like you know it's a longer product description. So the first sentence is just some random some random yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, so you can like chat GPT generate a keyword optimized, mm-hmm. you know, and you can some you can even say like include like buy now or include shop now at the end or you know different things like that. I guess the um, key is that. You won't. You don't need it keyword optimized for like rankings, but you would want it keyword optimized for trying to get people to click through, because it it has a potential to be in the Google search results. And but I could right. see I could see a use case for that, like automatically generating a bunch of them, and then maybe even the merchant can like approve them or like tweak them, but. If you have a lot yeah. of products, it's a little intimidating and annoying to be like, oh, yeah, now I have to write this other custom, you know, dis- description with all these limitations. Um, yeah. 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 But like one weird trick <laughs> to uh, something, something, something. That'll, yeah. That'll, that'll yeah. <laughs> you could ask ChatGP, you know, generate meta descriptions to sell more things, you know, like yeah with the intent yeah yeah well and and the thing is i actually think and i believe i believe sam altman said this at one point that like it's uh well i can't remember how he phrased it but i think he said something to the fact that um most most of the gpt use cases were like expanding on content you know write me a blog post for and make it longer and he was like uh, something to the effect of i'm surprised they should be doing the opposite is to to make the content shorter. And I think that in general, it's better at summarizing, condensing content um, than, than generating content. So that's one of the reasons why I think this is uh, an exciting opportunity for all of our merchants at yes. home. Yes. <laughs> and, and Mesa can okay. do, provide this opportunity for you. Uh-huh. Yes. Interesting. But I think, I think think more like more broadly, it's just, it's, it's always hard to get merchants to care about one particular, you know, it's a small thing. Like it's a, you know, it's a small part of their, of their site. You know, they're, they're worried about their ads and, you know, they're like, I think you have to explain and justify it because it doesn't play into rankings. Uh, you have to explain yeah. the nuance of like, this could be the description in the search results. And then, you know, if you're, if you're creating a Google ad, like obviously you care about the title a lot, uh, and you care about the description that right. comes up under that ad. So why wouldn't you care about what, um, comes up in the organic search results? Have you, um, have you had any good, uh, app ideas <laughs> lately? You mentioned you sometimes get oh, ideas. Man. I don't know. No, not really. Nothing comes to mind. Um, I do actually, there's, it's not my idea, but one of my friends created this app called Clio, where it's a Chrome extension Mm -hmm. um, that automatically uh, offers you gift cards, like at checkout for certain brands. Mm -hmm. And so like, for example, Mm -hmm. if you're on like the Skims website, I think they have Skims gift cards uh, and you're spending $25, they'll be like, hey, you can buy a $25 gift card for $20 and just save $5. So that was a pretty, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Yeah. It's like a $5 discount. It's yeah. Like a, it's like a variation on a discount. Really and cool. it, you're not getting the gift card from the retailer directly. It's like pulling from this reseller marketplace of gift cards. So someone listed their gift card and I don't, I don't know what they use for the sourcing of the gift cards. Um, but someone like, you know, sells it at a, a discount for themselves, you know, because they would prefer to have cash than rather than a gift card. Um, and so then you get a mm. discount because of that. Oh, so you're getting like on, you're checking out on skims, you get a, a gift card for another site. Uh, no, like you get a gift card for skims immediately in the background, uh-huh. but someone else, they're getting the gift cards from like an external source. And so someone else is selling their gift card at a discount. And that's why you can get a $25 gift card for $20. Oh. 
I mean, there's marketplaces for gift cards anyway, uh, but it's the it's a Chrome right. extension that basically make, make that that's that seamless. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So try try the extension. Um, I don't. I'm not. I can't remember all the stores that they offer so far, um, but it popped up on my computer the other day. I was like, oh, I can get a little discount using this this gift card thing. How do you spell it? Um, Clio. Okay. K L or no C H C H. Yeah. Oh, Clio. C L C L E O. Leocards.com. Whoa, this is a crazy website. Are you seeing this? Chromestats.com. Chromestat. What the heck? Oh, I'm on some Chrome Stats website that has a bunch of uh, bunch of crazy oh, ads on it. It's Clio cards. It's like crazy, like GeoCities looking <laughs> ads and stuff. Okay, there we go. Okay, now I'm on the regular page. Uh, cool. All right, nice, yeah. man. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll have cool. to prepare for our apps of the week next seven weeks. Yes. Yes. Keep a lookout for that apps of the week, and then the best Shopify person. The shop. The, the, Got to find a good word for yeah. that. Shopify trivia. Who wants to be a Shopify millionaire?